It's time for another Movie Mastery in theaters now. We went to go see the movie that you voted for this month. I made kind of an oopsie doodle this month, by the way. I meant to put up, like, a bunch more movies into the poll, and then apparently it didn't save that on the website, and I didn't notice until it was already a couple weeks in. So, of the three choices that were up, Detective Pikachu is the one that won, and I am John over there as Jeff. Hello. We went and saw that. I heard nothing about any of this. Yeah, I only noticed when I went to go check the poll earlier like last week and went ah oh, shit i fucked up no that's your problem right there i checked my poll da- the poll daily <laughs> yes that's, uh... well it doesn't matter mm-hmm. if you dance on a pole yeah that don't true. make you a hoe uh, yeah but every once in a while i'll run it up the flagpole and see yeah who salutes and no one ever does is it salutes i thought it was still still looks no salutes run up the flagpole and see who salutes is the saying okay i am really bad at hearing song lyrics okay but this... do you know any idioms <laughs> I do know a couple of idioms. I feel like I might I mean, be. I think you're a pretty big idiom. Oh, that's hey, rough. You woo. just interrupted me making that joke to make that joke. I know. <laughs> I saw you go into that joke, and I was like, that, no. That hurt a little. <laughs> that's... But yeah, my song lyrics hearing is real bad. Oh, it's notoriously awful. Yeah, my my interpretation of the Rockaway is <laughs> <laughs> one of the best and most baffling of misheard lyrics. There's a chance that I heard it initially is you see my dick don't dance, it just stay in my pants, so do the Rockaway. Yeah. Which I assumed was like the Rockaway did not count as a real dance. <laughs> it was just sort of a lean-based sort of dance. So didn't you, there's no footwork to it, so you could do it without having to dis like like uh dis or inconvenience this non-dancing dick of this guy. Yeah, great. Yeah, so that's that's exactly it because his dick don't dance. So anything below waistline cannot do dance. Yeah, moves. that's not where the dancing is. You have to do it up on the top there, and his dick also just stays in his pants. So any di- any dance where your dick comes out, he's again it. <laughs> yeah, any of those f- dick for dance yeah. moves you know certain waltzes i'm aware of where your dick comes out oh yeah um, it's the you know that box step where you're like one two three dick out yeah but i could make the whole episode about how i miss your lyrics and bizarre ways i don't want to so instead john what are we doing so we saw detective pikachu and we are going to give you the non-spoiler review as always before we get into the deep dive and the full spoiler blow by blow but first i would like to make a disclaimer on this one that seems like a fair thing to do just so you know you're gonna get real angry at us during this because neither of us know dick about fuck when it comes to pokemon i have never played i didn't even play pokemon go no i played i think honestly i think i played pokemon go for a little bit just to see because i was like oh the little like you know ar thing is interesting i'll play around with that i had pokemon yellow on my game boy but i got bored of it real fast so i never got past the first couple of levels i never had any pokemon game i can tell you the most experience i think either one of us has with pokemon prior to this movie is the cartoon well i was gonna say the ones that are present in smash brothers well because i didn't i also didn't watch the cartoon i watched the cartoon so i knew I'm going to say, basically, of the 151, if you showed me a picture, there's a very good chance that I would be able to name it. I probably could, too, just because of cultural osmosis and memes and what have you, but I've never sought it out. Like, I, when I was watching the movie, I was, anytime there was one that was in Smash Brothers ever, I was like, oh, shit! So I was like, yay, a Greninja! I know what that is! Oh, I know yeah. not to pick it, because he's bad. <laughs> that was the thing where I was looking at it, and I go, ooh, I only know you because of Smash Brothers. You came after Gen 1. Yeah, I had have, I have my uh, eyes open for that Wrestle Cat the entire movie. 
movie. <laughs> Incineroar? Incineroar. I wanted to say like Inferncat for some reason. <laughs> because you are not creative. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I don't claim to be a person who invents Pokemon, and I don't wish that job on anyone except for the people who already have it. Yeah. So. I mean, imagine if that's your job and you got to come up with like the 50th name I for mean, some bug. This is the part where I do know a lot about Pokemon because people are like, all right, what's this one? It's a b- balloon that steals the dreams of children or whatever because we're running out of shit. It's called Drifloon. Great. It murders kids. <laughs> it's a kid murderer. Yeah. That's the kind of Pokemon kids want these days. Yeah. So, um... So, yeah, just so you know... I don't know anything. We don't know much when it comes to the Pokemans. I just so, let that whole zeitgeist pass me by. Yeah, so if if we make some, uh, some conclusions that seem ignorant based on knowing a Pokedex... Know that we are not Pokeheads. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much where we're at. Now, that being said, for the non-spoiler review, it was all right. Perfectly serviceable. Uh, If it was based on a video game, it'd be the best video game movie ever made. I mean, it was. It was based on Detective Pikachu, the video game. That's a video game? I thought that was just like a comic series or something. No, Detective Pikachu is a game. Oh, well, then this is a perfectly serviceable adaptation of a video game, I guess. I didn't even know that was a game. Yeah, there you go. Hmm. Uh, Uh, Yeah, the... I think the movie would, of course, be better if you were super into Pokemon, just for the novelty of seeing all the things that you're super into brought to weird life. Well, I can tell you when we get past the break, I'm going to, I'll be doing my traditional what happened in the audience I was in uh, review. Yeah. And there'll be some, there was at least one mega fan in my audience. There was nobody in the theater when I went to go see it. I was the only person there. Uh And let me tell you, my dick did dance. Uh, that's I, I, it didn't stay in my pants ah yes of course you know that that's not very really good the projectionist <laughs> was also right next to me oh nice just right up in your he's like hey hey how do you think of, how do you feel about this projection go ahead and take your dick out of <laughs> dicks out for projection the chef recommends it <laughs> it comes highly recommended the uh, no substitutions <laughs> Yeah, too much dick stuff in this episode so far, I think. Hey, man, this is a a movie and game for little kids, so obviously we got to be as foul and blue as possible. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Uh, Yeah, it's a perfectly serviceable movie. I I honestly kind of wish we'd been sent to something either better or worse. Hmm. Uh, This is going to be like an hour-long review of some mayonnaise. (laughs) Yeah, but with you, that would be... I hate mayonnaise. Yeah, that would be you hating on it. That's true. So I guess something else that's just perfectly neutral. White bread. Yeah, like, oh boy, this bread is sure breadly. This has some bread to it. Yeah, so... My favorite thing about this bread is how you can, like, mush it into a ball and then eat that ball of bread. Mmm, yeah, that's actually good. The dense bread ball you make. Oh, yeah. It's like like the poor man's bagel. Yeah, man, when I was a little kid, I'd be like, give me that slice of white bread. I want to mush it in my hands and roll it around until it's a ball, and then I'm going to take a bite out of it and be like, yeah, this is a snack. Still bread. (laughs) Did you take that white bread and form a marshmallow from it? No. Was that the beggar's marshmallow (laughs) on days when the butler had had his uh his home visits this is a close enough approximation to a marshmallow <laughs> i call how it, does he do it i call it a papa's mallow <laughs> uh i call it a wheat mallow <laughs> uh, so there you have it uh perfectly serviceable not much to spoil the acting is fine the characters are fine the cgi for the pokemon is really good yeah i mean it 
even as someone who doesn't know a lot of the Pokemon and isn't super into the franchise, it was very interesting looking to see, uh, like the decisions they would make for certain Pokemon and how they made things look. It was it was very visually interesting. Yeah, as far as the movie goes. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and and some of the I didn't expect to see Bill Nye in this. So I was happy to see him. Yeah, I had no idea he was in this. Yeah, no, I didn't do any kind of research on this. Of movie. Of course not. Zero interest in it. Uh, so I and, I and I didn't find out I had to see it until about two hours before I saw it. So because I didn't check the poll at all. <laughs> nope. So I was just like, oh, okay. Well, I'll go. Oh. I'll go see it after the baby's asleep. Anyway, it's fine. All right, so uh, go ahead, and if you love Pokemon, watch it in theaters. If you don't, you could probably catch this later. But we are going to do a little bit of a music interlude, and then we will be back with the full spoiler review of Pokemon Detective Pikachu. it is time to get into detective pikachu i'm really curious what song you're gonna put in there i don't know man i mean i can't do the obvious one so yeah. we'll, we'll see yeah you're gonna be really hard pressed for interesting i guess there's always the team rocket poem yeah that's garbage i'll be honest a lot of this movie hinges around a substance called like r gas and i kept expecting that there was going to be a massive twist in the film that team rocket was the r and r gas <laughs> <laughs> the the uh, rocket was going to be involved because like, you know rockets like this whole big complex thing. It's not just those two people. Oh yeah, uh, and I mean the big MacGuffin of this being that the main character can understand the Pikachu and vice versa. Normally, no one can like understand back mm-hmm. or forth for either of Pokemon or people. But then having like Meowth show up and just speak, he'd be like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> also, I can understand that guy. Yeah, everyone can understand me. I'm Meowth. That's right. <laughs> Hey, you got any monies on you? <laughs> I always wonder, do you think if that particular Meowth evolves into whatever the panther, Persian, the Persian, do you think he's going to lose his speaking ability when he comes a completely different Pokemon or? I mean, maybe that's why he never evolves. That's I mean, that's got to be a horrifying fear for him because <laughs> he can't possibly know. He doesn't know why he can talk or anything, right? No, he has no idea why he's the only talky Pokemon on Earth. He's usually pretty cool about it. Yeah. No. And the thing is, everyone else is pretty cool about it, which yeah. makes no sense. No, it's completely bizarre. Like you think that team rocket would spend way less time trying to kidnap a boring pikachu when they have the world's only talking pokemon oh yeah you have the singular most impressive specimen of any pokemon on the planet yeah and you're like we got to get that regular ass pikachu well i guess there's a point where pokemon get like advanced enough that they can talk anyway like like can't the lucario and the mewtwo kind of talk well mewtwo can talk because he's a genetic abomination and i feel like he's not a natural okay but i feel like lucario can talk too you think lucario can talk yeah i feel like there's a lucario movie where he totally talks like an old-timey knight (laughs) i mean there are times where they do it from the pokemon perspective and other pokemon can understand each other well this is going to be the first thing where people are going to send us a bunch of there's going to be some email that's like well lucario actually like one lucario can talk because he's the ghost of a human in the body of a lucario all right i don't know i'm making fun of people's voices normal people enjoy pokemon oh yeah way more normal people than us enjoy pokemon yeah so i don't know that that feels it feels wrong that feels mean and i'm sorry i'd Uh, like to apologize on behalf of jack yeah, no, that's okay. And I would also like to apologize on behalf of myself. Uh, so please do send all complaints about me to John. 
care Please. of me. Care of systemmastery at gmail.com. Yes. Okay. Great. Uh, I just, that was like the full extent of my knowledge about Pokemon. So I was like, ooh, team or Argas, huh? Ooh, we're going to get some Team Rocket. What's weird is that never crossed my mind. The idea that Team Rocket would even remotely show up in this, for some reason, I was like, oh, they wouldn't do that. Well, see, I was thinking that what was going to happen is because the main character villain has a son who's also a villain. Like, that's the setup of the film is that there's, there, who's the villain is a big part of it. But uh, the, 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 the son character uh, has big sunglasses and mysterious, like, shiny suits and everything. I was fully expecting he was going to be revealed that he's been running the Rocket gang on the side. <laughs> and that he's like, the, that this was the origins of Team Rocket was also part of this movie. But what do I know? Anyway, we should probably get to the actual plot of the film. Sure. So, uh, there's a Mewtwo and it escapes. Mm hmm. And it uh, blows some stuff up. And that is the catalyst for our Mewtwo. Yep. Our, yep. our Mewtwo V. I was really glad that we pretty much just started on a Mewtwo. The only Pokemon that I would know about because the only other movie I've, or Pokemon thing I've ever even seen it was a Pokemon movie where the Mewtwo featured prominently. And this is probably a sequel to that because they talk about how like oh it was made in the like Johto region or oh, yeah, Kanto the, the, region the Kanto I, prov- region and and now we've got the one the, the yeah ones it escaped and yeah. had this whole thing and you're like oh this is like the same Mewtwo because there's only the one there's just the one Mewtwo and this is that one yeah although the thing is they start the movie by saying that oh yeah we've built him based on like genetic Mew fossils that are found in this region or something so I was like oh okay. well they didn't build him. oh okay I thought they, I thought they were like building a new Mewtwo no the um, whole thing is he was captured. Okay. So anyway, he escapes and goes, they're outside to himself. And then he flies outside of a building and blows up, looks like he blows up a car. Yeah. Uh, then we cut to Justice Smith. Justice Smith, which I wish was the character's name, because uh, that's the actor's name, right? He's just playing yeah. a character named like Tim Goodman or something. Yes. And he's, which, let me just say, for the hero of your film to be named Goodman is yeah. like, come on. It's a little much. It's a little on the so nose. So Tim Goodman is hanging around with his old buddy Mohinder from the Deadpool movies. Uh, Uh, I spent most of the movie trying to remember where I had seen that guy. Oh, there you go. Somewhere around the big arena fight sequence where I was like, oh, shit, it's Mohinder. Uh, who is dressed as Ash for whatever reason. Well, you know, you gotta have someone dressed Someone's like that. Someone's got dressed like, yeah, and he's dragging his friend Tim, is, uh, this, his friend, I think his name's Cal or something in the movie. I don't know. Uh, he's dragging Tim through the woods, and he's pretending that it's just like old times. Remember when we used to go to the woods like old times? And I'd be like, I don't feel like people in this, this world would just go to the woods. Sure you would. Well, no, there's like murderous monsters everywhere. Yeah, and nine-year-olds go catch them. Yeah, trained nine-year-olds. There is no such thing as a trained nine-year-old. The nine-year-old shows up at a professor's place and goes, hey, give me a murder monster. I want to go collect more. Well, okay, but let's just discuss what happens immediately here, because like uh, Cal drags Tim out to a field and is like, look, look out there in the middle of the field. And Tim, Tim's like, oh, no, you you're, dragged me to a Q-bone. You're trying to get me to get a Pokemon, and we find out that he's like the only person in the world that doesn't have any Pokemon. He doesn't... Normally people have, like, their partner Pokemon that they're like, oh, this is mine. Well, that's... And that's specifically a function of of the city that the movie takes place in. Rhyme City, where Pokemon just walk free amongst the humans, and everyone has a partner Pokemon. Well, it's sort of like everyone becomes like, uh... Like Ash with the Pikachu, where he's like, oh, this never goes into a Pokeball. Mm -hmm. It's just my friend that hangs out with me. Yeah. Everyone's got one of those, and they fuck them. Yeah. I don't know why you gotta press that. What? That they all fuck their Pokemon? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, it's not important to the plot. I know, it's, it's just... <laughs> 
It's just it's just blatant. Yeah. No. Okay. So he doesn't really want to catch a Cubone, and who would? The Cubone is realistically doing what Cubones do, which is standing around and crying about his dead mom. Yeah. Which man, that's fucked up. Yeah. There's so much fucked up stuff, even in Gen One, where you're like, whoa. Whoa. Yeah, like, remember Gengar was like, oh, he'll eat kids if he can get away with it. Ugh. It's like, okay, sure. So the Cubone is standing around in a field crying about his dead mom and wearing her skull as, as a helmet. Uh, those things you think are chunks of missing out of the bone in the side of the skull or not. They're just tear channels. Yeah. Uh, and Cal's like, hey, man, you need to catch this Pokemon. You're I'm- both super lonely. Yeah. You're both super lonely, dude. Get a Cubone. And Tim's like, I do not want a Cubone. I don't want any Pokemon. Please respect my choices. But that's, I, that's a big... I am an insurance adjuster. Please stop attempting to make me, like, take part in your world. It's weird how much time they spend in this movie making fun of the concept of an insurance adjuster. They're yeah. Like, yeah. That's not even a real job. I'm like, what? No, it's... And then he's like, look, I'm, I'm ready to, like, get a promotion. So he's like, oh, what does that make you? A senior adjuster and he's like no that's like two steps above me yeah i'd probably be making it to like lead insurance adjuster or whatever for like my my section of the in the and he's like those aren't real jobs I'm like, what do you think is a... I guess Pokemon trainer is... Exactly. The, that's the You're real in job. the world of Pokemon yeah. existing everywhere, which means everyone's like, why would you do that? Okay, here's what you do. You get yourself a couple of Pokemon that are linked together in some thematic way. Then you go out into the woods and you walk back and forth across a two-block area. Eventually, okay. some kid's going to come up to you. Yeah, some nine-year-old who has no restrictions on what kind of Pokemon he can own. Like, he doesn't have to just own bugs or fat Pokemon or whatever. And he's going to beat the fuck out of you, and then he's just going to walk on past. You're going to disappear when that happens. Bugs or fat Pokemon. I mean, those are two types of Pokemon, right? There's bug Pokemon. Oh, yeah, there's bug type, there's grass type, there's fat type. I mean, I assume that they aren't all they, all these people who stand around in the like highways and shit of, uh, of the Pokemon world and just walk back and forth waiting for a kid to kill them aren't like like uh, restricted to specifically types. Sometimes it's just another thematic model of Pokemon measuring. No. Hmm. No, I think it's all types. It's all type? Okay, yeah. fair enough. So, anyway, and fat's not a type, just to be clear. Fat is not a type. All right. Fairy's a type. Okay, so maybe just standing there with like three fairy Pokemon. Yeah. And then some nine-year-old comes up and he's like, hey, I challenge you. I've got a level 99 Supermon. And you're and, like, okay. Uh, yeah, well, I guess I'm going to put up a valiant fight. Also, that just sounds like it's from Digimon. Supermon? Yeah, it kind of does. Yeah, because Pokemon don't have Mon at the end of them. Digimon do. I guess I could I, I guess I could take any number of the god Pokemon that I can name because of Osmosis. I mean, that or just say I've got a level 99 Eradicate. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, I've got a 99 Rayquaza. What are you going to do? I'm going to beat you with my level 99 Eradicate. Ah, shit, really? Yeah, okay. fuck you, buddy. That's, that seems reasonable. I don't actually it's know. It's normal what, type. What normal type do against, <laughs> what is a Rayquaza, a dragon? I don't know what I'm talking about, know. John. You're talking out of your ass right I now. I am. I know a Rayquaza because it's one of the summons in Smash Brothers. <laughs> anyway, the capturing of the Cubone does not go well. No, and... because the Cubone fucking tries to murder him and very nearly succeeds. Like I was saying, you need trained nine-year-olds. Well, yeah, he throws the Pokeball at it, catches it, but then it doesn't actually stay in there. It's one of those things things where it's like oh it pops back out and then it's just like it's go time motherfucker i'm a murder machine it starts chasing after him and he's like afraid for his actual life i love the shot of right after it like gets out of the pokeball because it does this ground up shot where you see this like beskulled monster with a fucking bone in its hand it's like but then it's you see it chasing after tim and it's like a foot and a half tall yeah it's a little tiny thing um and i love that it just juxtaposes those two shots immediately and i'm like i I love this yeah but it's like legitimately lethally dangerous like cal's like get out of there you gotta run man hurry oh 
yeah. And then throws he, like, the bone and like makes an explosion yeah, behind an him. Explosion shockwave. I was kind of hoping that what would happen is he gets terrified of the cue bone, tries to run from it, and then just runs up and just starts bonking him on the ankle. And he's like, "Oh, I forgot. You're like a foot tall." Donk, donk, donk. Which ah, I mean, cue, cue it kind of happens later. Cue bone. Rah. He's just like, "No, please, come please, on, please, come on, come dude, on. come on, buddy. Let's just put you back in the pokeball. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go." <laughs> so anyway, he does not successfully catch a cue bone. And, and when the they get them, back to town, yeah. he's got a voicemail telling him that his dad's dead, and he's got to go to Rhyme City, and he's got to drop fat beats here at Rhyme City. Yeah. Wicked, wicked. So on the way to Rhyme City, he meets a licky tongue. <laughs> on the way to Rhyme City, he he, he meets an ancient mariner, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. <laughs> the Rhyme City of the ancient mariner goes on for most of the film. You got any more rhyme jokes you want to work into this? I don't or? know. I, maybe. I'll think about it and get back to you. You know, it sounds kind of similar to rhymed, so maybe you could like... No. Make, yeah. No. Yeah? No? no. That's not going to work for you? No. Okay. It also sounds similar to mime. Mmm. 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 Anyway, he's riding this really nice looking monorail thing and a licky tongue shows up and licks him. And he's like, he's like, oh, man, I got someone's licky tongue. I got licked by a licky tongue. I don't like Pokemon. And we get the exposition by the train, which is Rhyme City is different from all other cities and that there's no Poke battles. There's no Poke balls. Pokemon and humans living in society together in harmony Mm -hmm. and where they fuck constantly. You really are taking this being gross and blue thing very seriously into heart. It's my job. I know. What, do you think we're going to have a bunch of eight-year-olds who randomly listen to this particular you episode? You don't know. Someone might have, like, some nine-year-olds like, Ooh, I want to listen to a podcast about a Pokemon. Ooh, this one looks good. Mommy, what's a fuck? Whatever. Eight-year-olds aren't going to join the Patreon anyway. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, kids, if you're listening, get mommy's credit card <laughs> and go to patreon.com slash system. Remember, mastery. children, cashier's check. <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, yeah, Rhyme City, where uh, where Bill Nye has has uh, led the city for a long time as the CEO of a large corporation called CNM, uh, which he got some kind of disease and he had to go off into the world and he learned that Pokemon and humans can coexist and it'll help him with his disease and also it'll help everyone with everything. Yeah, so when we first find out about him, he seems to be like a big hippie about Pokemon where he's like, yeah, Pokemon, they they unlock what's best in you and 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 if you live together side by side then you'll evolve and you're like okay sure yeah. that's great you're a big hippie yeah and you get to see his son who is a glasses wearing ceo type dirtbag yeah um so there you have it that's that's our I, I can't remember any of their names it was like the cliffords or the collinses or something the cliffords yeah the Cl- okay yeah so it was like it was like hector and george clifford yeah were these two characters hector being it was like Bill clifford Nye. the big red dog it was clifford the big red dog which i assume is just another pokemon and then clifford the big red dong which of course gets used to have sex with clifford the big red dog uh, constantly because again in rhyme city in right when in rhyme city do as the rhymians yeah by the way we've already seen a ton of interstitial shots of pokemon doing pokemon business yeah the movie, there's a ton of this in the background yeah it's like a ralph bakshi film with all the background business yeah, going on just here constant pokemon and i actually really did like the opening shot of of uh where, whatever little podunk town it is that tim lives in because it shows like birds flying in and you don't see until like the fourth bird in sequence that it's got that speary haircut yeah it is definitely a pidgeot a pidge is it pidgeots okay yeah. i forget which one has the the mullet it's a pidgeotto pidgeot 
whatever. Pidgey. But the first two birds are just normal birds, and the third one goes by, and it's got that feather mullet that's like, oh, shit, that here come dat Pokemon. <laughs> oh, shit, what up? Yeah. Uh, so, so that's kind of cool. But when he gets to Rhyme City, we just go into Overload. It's just, oh, everyone in town has a thousand Poke... There's po- Pokemon everywhere. Just wandering around. There's just wild Pokemon doing wild Pokemon business. There's weird, terrifying monster Pokemon just sort of idly standing around. Yeah. And everyone lives in harmony, including a bunch of panda Pokemon, which I did not know were a thing. Yeah, I did know that they existed. There was some gen that put pandas in there. Yeah. But they also, the Pokemon aren't just like hanging out. They actually have jobs and stuff. So you'll see one like helping a construction worker. Yeah. And doing other stuff. Yeah, they do all kinds of like fancy jobs. Uh, And one of them, for example, appears to be a guard at the subway station. And it's just some sort of massive on fire statue (laughs) or like magma statue, I guess, sort of. There's a... there's a Machamp directing traffic. Yep. Yep. There's more than one Machamp in the movie, actually. Well, sort of. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he is beset on all sides by wild Pokemon and their and, and tame Pokemon and the antics that that follow. And he is he is deeply harumphy about it. <laughs> I mean, he might just be harumphy because his dad just died. I mean, yeah. But we are supposed to be like, oh, he's he's lost the the dream of the Pokemon. Yeah, he doesn't care. The spirit of these weird little collectible beasts has left him yeah he doesn't want to catch them all he doesn't want to catch none of them why he's the grinch of this town <laughs> he's gonna steal poke Christmas. <laughs> wait i don't know if the grinch makes sense in a pokemon analog because people are constantly stealing pokemon well well i mean they're, he they're steal. he doesn't them. steal animals he steals you know festivals i mean you so. do steal pokemon from their families i guess you, like wild pokemon you're still stealing them ash's whole thing where he's like team rocket stop trying to steal my pokemon stealing pokemon is wrong you capture them from families in the wild yeah but they love it jeff they fucking love it they probably also as soon as a mother it. sees their child get trapped into a ball and taken off to go fight in arenas she's like finally thank good god also they love being stolen but no one's ever bothered to ask them no if you were to ask me out you're like hey me out do pokemon love being stolen oh yeah they fucking love it they've got a boner over it all the time constantly you should steal me right now i'll cream <laughs> This is a real fucked up episode we got going here. Uh, It's the only thing I could think of, because otherwise this movie is basically good, (laughs) and there's really no huge blunders in it anywhere or anything. There's one. There's one big blunder, one plot hole. There's one big blunder bus. Yeah, there's one plot hole, but whatever. So he goes off to meet with Ken Watanabe, who's his- He certainly does, which is the best thing you can do in any movie. Yeah, so Ken Watanabe is another cop on the force that his father served on. Yeah. We are now learning that his father was a cop, uh, and also we learn that- that, uh, he has been estranged from his father for 10 years. Yes. And they weren't especially close, and he takes, you know, this other uh, detective's doting on his dad, be, like, really weird. He's like, uh, yeah, thanks. Anyway, yeah. I didn't actually like my father. Bye. I just want to get to his apartment and clean shit up and get back to my podunk town where I'm an insurance adjuster, please. Thank you. And, well, you know, to be fair, Ken Watanabe's character is kind of like, hey, you don't... You, I'm not doing the accent. What am I doing? Hey, you don't have a Pokemon. You need a Pokemon. Hey, and man, he's like, what's wrong with you that you don't have a Pokemon? Yeah, get a Pokemon. And he's like, I don't want a Pokemon. I don't like Pokemon. How is that not a valid choice? Also, I love that Ken Watanabe's Pokemon is that fucking pink bulldog. It's a, a Snubble. Uh, those are Snubbles. I love them. Yeah, uh, and they're bigger than I would have expected. Yeah. His Snubble is enormous. I love it. Oh, and Snubble looks like a real piece of shit. And then he's like, ah! he's like, hey, is there something wrong with your dog? Oh, no, Snubble. Snubble's real nice. He just... Uh... He looks grumpy, but on the inside, he's very good. Yeah. And then, like, he tries to pet it, and Snubble's just like... Rrr. 
Yeah. You'd think he'd be like, why did I pick this Pokemon? I can't like pet if I like petting Pokemon. I should go change it out for one that likes petting. Yeah, but when, as changed, soon as I the kid they... leaves, he's able to pet uh, the okay, Snubble. So he's just really unlike that kid. I wonder if you can trade your Pokemon out, like your Pokemon partner. Because Pokemon partner shows up in this, this movie a lot. The concept of the Pokemon partner. Well, the Pokemon and the partner choose each other. Mm-hmm. It's... It's a bond mm. that, like, you wouldn't trade them out because they are your partner. Mm-hmm. It's not like you went to the store and picked one out at random. Yeah, no, I, I get it. It's a bond forged in holy coitus. <laughs> holy coitus, Batman! <laughs> Look at all these Pokemon! <laughs> That's right, Robin. We'll be busy for weeks. <laughs> Just getting down and ruddy. <laughs> uh, okay, well, anyway, he continues to wander through town to get to his dad's old apartment uh where there's like some sort of gecko pokemon uh which there's a weird it's a little minor scene it's very minor didn't really do anything but there's a point where he gets to his dad's apartment he walks up and is like hey hello because there's like a landlord yeah booth he's like hey hello anyone and there's like a pokemon gecko thing in there looking at him but there is also very clearly a landlord sitting in there you can see him he's smoking yeah and and the landlord doesn't No, he's he's asleep oh is he asleep because i thought he looked up at the guy and was like huh and then the kid was just like i give up on all of this <laughs> I, I, i'm not gonna give you the five seconds it takes to come over here bad to but then so, he goes yeah. to check his dad's mail and we meet the other main character slash love interest in this and i can't remember her name uh it's like liberty or felicity it's felicity or Slip, liberty or felicity or uh you know the the fluffman I mean, she's just playing that hard-boiled kid detective, so she could be any number. She she just looks like a Mary Kate, half of a Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen movie. <laughs> half of one. Yeah, because oh, Lucy. Yeah. There we Lucy. go. Lucy. That's a lot like like Felicity. Yeah, sure. Felucy. That's there's a, there's a Y in there what somewhere. What I was trying to say is Felucy. Her name is Felucia, and it's uh, very yeah. weird choice by the <laughs> movie at this point. Strange choice, but I'm gonna I'm going to allow it. Uh, no, but Lucy, she's basically trying to play the hard-boiled detective here. Yeah, she's uh, like, oh, you know something, and you're dad knew something i've been waiting for someone to open that mailbox and ooh, you're gonna tell me everything you know about harry goodman mm-hmm. and i was like well listen let buddy, me tell you, you all i know about a harry good man i can find a harry good man at any place you want to go to <laughs> you want to go to the bear club we'll find a harry good man <laughs> but she's like doing the fake detective dialogue only in this scene but she's she's all like, yeah, buddy, you better tell me everything you know about Harry Goodman, or I'll put you a steamer in a poke. And you're like, what? Is that even a is that even an old timey detective phrase? I'm gonna pull my pants up so high you'll kiss the moon. What are you? What are you? Are you really doing this? But yeah, so in this one scene, she tries to play hard boiled detective, and then after that, she's just normal spunky. Well, yeah, she's just trying to like intimidate Tim for some reason. Yeah, and uh, uh, I will spend the rest of this movie looking at this character, going, where the fuck do I know you? From. Well, yeah, like I said, she looks like a little kid dete- lady detective. There's uh, so many people have played that role on Nickelodeon, and any one of them could have been her. No, but, but this character's this was a very specific. I know I've seen you. Yeah, and I I looked her up online, and the like first list of her like twelve credits that she had been in, none of them I had seen. I'm like, am I just high? Am I crazy? And then I finally figured out it's from Supernatural because I watch a garbage show like an idiot. So you recognize her from Supernatural. Yep. A show that you have watched, what, like 16 seasons of in its entirety? <sighs> there are 13. 13 seasons and there's a 14th. Okay. So you're, you're a little behind then. Yes. Okay. I well, have not watched the 14th. It is out on Netflix, but I do not have time right now. Do you, do you imagine that during the 14th season, Sam and, and, and Dean Winchester get into some shit with some angels or demons or whatever oh i hope it's pokemon yeah (laughs) 
Oh, that show goes on forever. It does. So uh, anyhow, that's uh, the love interest, and she lets herself out, along with her Pokemon partner, a Psyduck. One of my absolute favorite of the Gen 1 Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Like, it might it might be right up there as my very favorite. Pretty much that and Slowpoke. One of the things that bothers me a, a little bit in this movie, and it shouldn't because it's just part of the genre convention, is that none of the Pokemon get names. Yeah. Like, the Psyduck's name is Psyduck. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, sure, to be fair, this is the only Psyduck we see during the film. But there are like 50 Doduos and Charmanders each wandering around in the background of shots. Oh, yeah. You, you see a bunch that, of starter Pokemon wandering around. And you can't assume that every Doduo in the city is named Doduo. That would get confusing. Yeah, the... <laughs> It crossed my mind while I was watching this because I was like, I guess it's up to the Pokemon to really recognize they're human because if you go into some place and there's like five Charmanders, they all look exactly the same. And if you go, hey, Charmander, all of them are going to turn around and be like, Char- Char- Charmander, Charmander, yeah. Char? This is exactly the kind of universe where I would expect. I mean, I, I know that calling Pokemon just by their Pokemon name is part of the genre. Yeah. Uh, mostly because it helps with branding. Yes. Um, but it, it makes it stay in your brain. Yeah. But in, in Rhyme City, where you live with a permanent life partner Pokemon, you'd think you'd give them a new nickname, kind of. You'd think anyone would take that rename option. Yeah. Like, even a little bit. Like, you'd think that Ken Watanabe would name his, his Snubble, like, Lieutenant Snubble or something. Yeah. You'd think that. And yeah. yet. Uh, but he hasn't earned the lieutenant rank. So no, he's, he yeah, he's still Sergeant Snubble. <laughs> he's been working on lieutenant test for a uh, while. Okay, so... Uh, Officer Snubble! <laughs> I'm just sitting here grumbling and being a pink bulldog. Uh. Uh, well, anyway, he gets into his father's old home, and he finds a horrible secret. His father truly loved him. <laughs> what a horrible secret. Uh, he kept his old bedroom exactly as it was, with a whole bunch of Pokemon shit all over it. Yeah, now, he had never lived in this bedroom. Yeah. He was just like, oh, I want my son to come live with me, so I made a bedroom that looks exactly like his childhood bedroom so that when he comes to live with me it will be okay right uh, and yet uh, yeah and, and, and yet indeed he uh like everything down to a child-sized bed with pokemon or, or pikachu ears coming out of the top of it uh one thing i really liked which is a, fa- a fight poster oh yeah in the background annou- an- announcing a royal rumble between an articuno Acun- and a steelix and I was like, aren't Articuno is a legend, like a myth legend sort of bird? Yeah, some legendary ice bird is going to show up and be like, yeah, I'll fight this random fucking Steelix. Sure. Yeah, whatever. Just put me in the ring with him, I, I guess. How do you guarantee that your Articuno is going to show up to the fight? Well, I guess someone catch, you ca- catch one. Someone is Articuno's partner, I guess. But although although this is a fight, so it wouldn't be in Rhyme City. Yeah. No. So it would have been someone caught an Articuno and is like, yeah, this is my Articuno now. Some nine year old. Yeah, some nine year old shows up with three gods and a Pokeball and is like, let's do it. Let's have a fight. What's up? I do the legendary birds. That's what I do. What do you got? A Charmeleon? Fuck you. You're dead. Yeah. So uh. So uh, I, anyway, I thought that was kind of neat to see. Plus, he has a, a wall plaque of a Rayquaza, and I recognize that one. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Uh, and then he also finds a letter to him from his dad that was unsent. Yeah. A and 21st it, birthday card. I was like, hey, I want to make things up to you. I wish you would come visit me. Here's a train ticket. Please give me a second chance. Yes. Uh, which is devastating to him because he has always thought that his father cared more about work than about him. And we find that the reason for that is because his father moved to Rhyme City to throw himself into his work after uh, his mother died. Yeah. And by his, 
Otherwise, I mean, Tim Goodman's mother yeah. died. Yeah. So uh, when originally the dad was like, oh, you should come move in with me, he asked to stay with a grandma in the weird podunk town because he was like, nah, fuck dad. You're, you've been away since mom died for like a year or something. Yeah, and I can never forgive you for that, so I'll just stay here with grandma and become an insurance adjuster and never catch a Q-bone. And we also learned that Tim's early life goal was to be a Pokemon trainer. But I think that's every kid. I was going to say, what kind of kid doesn't have that dream in a world where it's an option? Yeah. Like, if being a rad super badass was an option in our world where you could just walk down to a professor and he's like, here, I got you like a jetpack and a laser gun. Have at. I'd be like, well, fuck yeah. Obviously, I do that when I'm nine. Yeah, that's like a that's like Hank Venture. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Dean Venture tries to escape from it, but that's because he's got a rebellious streak to him. But Hank's like, fuck yeah, I was born into super science, and I'm going to die in super science. I mean, to be fair, though, if it was me, I probably would just become an insurance adjuster because I'd be like, I'm not going into the wild. Look at those things. <laughs> well, part of murder me. The whole thing with the, well, the kids in this in this universe must all want to be Pokemon trainers. But then I assume that's only like, like what's the deal with Ash? Does, do people pay him for what he does? So... There is actually an answer to that, because you can figure out how much you get per battle and uh, every time you beat a gym and so on. But who's paying that money out? Well, you'd assume fight promoters and shit like that. You enter into a gym battle, and if you win, you get prize money. Okay, but you also get some money from, like, beating up a gardener you encounter on a road. Well, yeah, but I mean, you beat him up, and then you're like, give me 20 bucks. <laughs> That's the thing. So is that, when you're playing as Ash, are you literally just playing as a highwayman who uses animals to fight? I mean, maybe. Is that Okay. But every, everyone else is just using their animals to defend themselves. So okay, it's, yeah. Yeah, it seems reasonable. You know, it's a thing. Yeah. But, you know, you step into a town and you're like, hi, I would like to buy the following groceries so I can go and eat them where I sleep in the woods. And they're like, no, we, there's a wanted poster out for you. Here come the police Pokemon. No. You've been beating up our gardeners and shit. With, now, first with of all, it Articuno. would be Officer Jenny. Mm-hmm. And second of all, no one cares. <laughs> okay, no no one gives a fuck. But yeah, the the actual money to time ratio for being a Pokemon trainer is garbage. It's basically like being a professional sports person. Unless you are the top like 0.1% of people, mm -hmm. you make nothing. And yet everyone, every single person you meet, everywhere in every one of those games is like, I have three Pokemon. You want to fight? Well, yeah, it's the same thing like someone going, hey, I've got a basketball. Do you want to play some hoops? And you're like, no, I don't. That's the same game, though. It's, it's like a higher intensity than the people in Final Fantasy VIII that want to play Triple Triad. <laughs> No one wants to play Triple Triad. Get the fuck out of well, here. Well, certainly no one wants to play it with your bullshit diagonal grade house rules. <laughs> Get out of there with that nonsense. Also, we've been talking for like a half an hour and haven't even gotten to Detective Pikachu yet. Well, he's in this scene. Yeah. Okay, so... Pikachu yeah. shows up. Pikachu shows up and he's sneaky. And it's the second time we get a shot of something where you think it's going to be big and then it's actually a Pokemon. And uh, we get that reveal scene. Oh, before this, the big MacGuffin of the Argas that we had mentioned earlier. He finds a vial of purple weird nonsense in his dad's drawer opens it up and this giant thing of gas comes out he coughs opens a window and then it gets onto a bunch of ape pokemon that i don't know the name of a palms they mentioned a palm it. there you they go. mentioned it in the movie and i assume it's because they have hands on the ends of their tails that they have that name i don't know i think it's because it's like a bomb oh i thought it was because they have hands i assume they grow up into like i don't know hand hand pansies or something <laughs> ham pamsies hand pansies Anyway, Jim Hansies. the uh, the smoke gets 
all up in, in their business eyes. and their eyes turn purple and they get angry. Yeah, it, it confuses them and reverts them to their wild and feral state, which I, these appeared to be wild apalms anyway. No, it just makes them go ape shit, go bananas, if you will. I will not. Uh, uh, and so anyway, yeah, he meets Pikachu. They can talk to each other. Oh my goodness. That's amazing. And then they get attacked by these crazed apalms. Yeah. And the movie throws you a curveball here because you're led to exp- to believe that the reason he can talk to this Pikachu is he just got a snoot full of purple gas. Yeah. Uh, but that will not turn out to be the case. So the Pikachu is much more up to speed on things than he is, even though he has lost the Pikachu, that is, has lost all of his memories. Yeah. The Pikachu doesn't know anything, but he had a hat with this address on it. Mm-hmm. So he is looking for Harry Goodman. And who isn't? Yeah. Who isn't looking for a Harry Goodman? Uh, but Tim can't deal, and so he like tries to run away, and then the A-Palms attack, and he tries to run away. And they have a whole chase scene, and he tries to see if anybody else can hear this Pokemon, but he's going crazy. Yeah, oh, can't you talk to this Pokemon? And they're like, yeah, of course I can. Pika-pee, pika-pika-pee. And, you know, and he's like, no, kid, only I can talk to you. I haven't been able to talk to anyone else in town, no one else in town. This has never happened before. Yeah. I don't know why you think anyone else would hear this. I did like the Pikachu's establishment that he can understand the kid, which is also an unusual thing yes that was kind of a neat thing to learn that that, that apparently more, normally when you talk to pokemon they just are like eh? yeah we get the cubone we get the revelation that they are very intuitive and empathetic towards people like they can kind of tell your intentions and your feelings and things like that basically like a dog yeah but they don't have any specific ability to be like oh yeah we all understand english but we just can't say anything yeah i always figured that was the case that they were there are some surprisingly intelligent pokemon out there like do you think a mr mime cannot understand human words at all maybe i mean they're pretty much just people with like red bouncy balls for shoulder pads no man they got like weird purple horns coming out of them the horns on them are gross oh yeah they just look like messed up dreadlocks it's great they are very unpleasant uh anyway it turns out the two of them can talk to each other uh tim wants no part of this he's willing to to hang out with the pokemon for a little while tonight to explain things and have a coffee uh but then he's like you go sleep wherever you sleep pokemon and i will in the morning i will take you to meet uh ken watanabe because fuck this (laughs) so yeah they end up partnering up because the only place the Pikachu has to go to is that place, yes. the apartment. And then they go off to interrogate a Mr. Mime. Indeed they do. Uh, in a scene where they pretend to pour gasoline on a Mr. Mime and then pretend to light the Mr. Mime on fire. Yeah, there's. it's a very interesting scene mm-hmm. for like, oh, you're starting to get that, you know, Tim actually does understand Pokemon and he would be very good at this if it wasn't for his weird dad hang-ups. Also, I assume that 21 is far too old to be a real Pokemon trainer. I think if you try and start at 21 everyone's like ew oh yeah if you start at 21 everyone's like what are you doing ew. you know kids do this right <laughs> this is it's the exact same thing as when adults go to play pokemon in the real world like when they show up at the game store and they're like it's pokemon card day i take this deadly seriously i'm 41 see i feel like because all the gym trainers and everyone else you meet are basically adults yeah which but they means... like own gyms that's their actual thing they do yeah no for me it's it's more like an adult showing like if you try and start collecting pokemon then it's like so- someone showing up to t-ball instead of baseball you're like i'd like to start at the bottom hey kids i'm a 21 year old here to play t-ball and you're like what no yeah i mean imagine if the basic premise of the pokemon cartoon was that a 45 year old man took a pokemon from professor oak and then went on an adventure i would love that honestly <laughs> i think that would be great <laughs> no just, one wants to talk to this shabby guy who comes out of the woods with a brat you just 
give me some dude. Danny DeVito, by the way. With like a fucking Bulbasaur, and he's just wandering forests like, you want to fight my Pokemon? Like, yeah. Like, to be clear, the, this movie, the, the Detective Pikachu is voiced by Ryan Reynolds, and he does a great job. But there was a point in the development of the film where it was going to be uh, Danny DeVito instead. Like, there's even concept art of what the Pokemon or what Pikachu would have looked like if he was Danny DeVito. No, that's just the fan stuff. Is it? I'm sorry. Yeah, it's I, just I there that... was a large fan group that was like, make it Danny DeVito. I could have sworn it was real, but that's okay. But rather than Danny DeVito as a Pikachu, which, sure, why not? I would far prefer if it was Danny DeVito as Ash. Yeah. Just you like, oh, Dan- yeah, I started my career in my 40s. No, I would love Danny DeVito as Misty. I would love him. Uh, okay. Put him in little short shorts and a crop top with some suspenders. Mm-hmm. Ooh, baby. Okay, hang on. Let's let's cast this. I want Danny DeVito for my Ash. I want Joe Pesci for my Brock. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, nurse, you want to fuck me? Huh? <laughs> I don't. Who 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 do we want for Misty if if we go with Danny DeVito as as an act? Well, I think the only person that could really do that role, like an Amy Sedaris or a mm, Kristen Chenoweth. I'm thinking, hmm, Diane Lane, <laughs> Diane Keaton, Diane Keaton. Okay, Diane Keaton. Okay, so that's our team. That's our lineup. We want. That's the movie I want. Danny DeVito as Ash. Oh Di- no, wait, hold on. I've got a way better one. It's Ray Liotta. Ray, Ray oh, Liotta oh, is Misty. Misty. Okay, so Ray Liotta is Misty. Joe Pesci is brock and da- and then they come out of the woods and they want to talk to you about something hey he'll help me heal these pokemon huh i've been living in the hills over there yeah may i offer you a dice egg in this troubled time <laughs> that's it that's what happens <laughs> that's the movie i would like anyway they interrogated mr mime and find out that the argas uh has been being used in a secret arena battle place because yeah there's an underground fight club for mm-hmm. pokemans uh and so they have to go there and indeed they do yep they interrogate the weird guy who looked like he was DJing for it? I mean, he was like half DJ, half owner of this particular... Half announcer. Yeah, uh, he was surrounded by big blue speaker Pokemon. Well, yeah, because that's how you're going to get your sound out there. Yeah, you know, you just plug it into their butt, like your wires yeah, off your... Yeah, your butt. Your, you, you, you take your, you plug uh, your them in from your butt into their butt. Yeah, your butt. Back and forth to forever. Yeah, and then, and then the sound just stays in that close loop. It's not, it doesn't help anybody. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of feedback. I think they're called Loudrids. Don't pretend like you don't know. You just looked it up. Okay, yeah, I, I do. I did just look it up, and I've already forgotten. <laughs> and I have no memory, so... Yeah. And they grow up into a larger one, which is called like a whale more or something. <laughs> See, ah! I, I literally forgot. And they also evolve from a small one, which has horrifying four-way eyes. Oof. So, I, I yeah, Loudred, I probably remember. They, they were freaky looking. And, uh, yeah, turns out that Harry had been here with that Pikachu before, mm-hmm. and... Oh, he uh, gave he gave the uh, the local Charizard a scar. Yeah, his Thunderbolt fucked that Charizard up, and he wants a rematch. And if they win, he'll tell them everything they want to know about the Argas. One of the things you've learned from years of the Pokemon cartoon existing is that Pikachus are fucking invincible. Oh, Pikachu will win against anything, and it doesn't matter what the type matchup is. Yeah, it has absolutely no bearing, which makes it weird that no one in this universe is like, holy shit, that guy's got a Pikachu. Fuck that guy. <laughs> oh, no. That. I want Everyone wants Pikachus. Everybody wants to steal that Pikachu. Yeah. No one acts get like a they're Pikachu. rare animals or anything. He, when, when he's like, hey guys, this Pikachu can talk. They're like, that's great for you. I'm glad to, I'm, I'm glad to hear about your yellow guinea pig. And, and there's no point where they're like, holy fuck, a Pikachu. Well, yeah, because, you know, normally you'd think, oh, Pikachu. It's just sort of a very common Pokemon. Pokemon. Ow. You don't have a Nido King? Delightful Pokemon. Oh, God save the Nido Queen. Oh, goodness. Yes, it's a shuckle. We didn't see a shuckle in this. I wish we'd seen no, a shuckle. No, no cloisters. Yeah, wish we had seen a shuckle. Uh, anyway, um, 
yeah, so he's like, hey, yeah, I know where the Argas comes from, and I'll tell you if you give me a rematch. And indeed he does. I actually kind of like this, because the, po- the Pikachu is like, yeah, of course I'll do a rematch. I obviously already kicked this guy's ass. Yeah. So sure, put me in there. And then it turns out he is, his amnesia has also caused him to forget, forget all of his moves. He doesn't know how to be a Pikachu. He can't get the lightning out. Oh, no. So we get a bunch of slapstick, and it results in, uh, well, it results in, in, uh, in Tim running out to fight the Charizard himself, which is a pretty impressive thing to do when Charizards are basically just little dragons. Well, I mean, they're not even little. They're pretty sizable dragons, well, honestly. I mean, dragons get real friggin' big. This is this thing's, <laughs> I mean, it's it's like a half a dragon heart, maybe, max. <laughs> like on the scale of dragons. Uh, but, but anyway. Uh, a bunch of fight shit happens, and then purple the dude, gas gets everywhere. Well, yeah, the dude gave purple gas to his Charizard at the start of the fight to mm-hmm. make them all rough and tumble. Mm-hmm. And then he got knocked down, and all the fucking vials he had go spilling out and gassing everybody. Everyone's Pokemon goes all cuckoo go bananas. Uh, they managed to almost escape when they're finally cornered by the same Charizard again. The Pikachu throws a Magikarp at it, uh, and they're like, Magikarp is useless! And then it evolves into a Gyarados and blows everybody out of the building with a big water blast. Yay! And then they get arrested. Yay! I'm, I'm, I'm speeding it along because we weren't 30 minutes in, we were 46 minutes in. Yeah, no, we've spent a lot of time fucking around here. Okay. So, let me just give you a quick rundown plot-wise of things that happen here. Sure, I'm just gonna sit quietly. Okay, so he goes to the reporter girl that he had met earlier, recruits her into his scheme to find what happened to his dad because he thinks his dad isn't dead. Uh, They have a bunch of adventures. They go around. They eventually go to a test site, uh, which is the same test site from the beginning where Mewtwo was. They find a bunch of experimental things going on where they have like Greninjas in cages that have been part of a power enhancement and, and a Torterra garden. Also before this, we've seen our, our big, the, the reveal that the son of Clifford, uh, the guy who runs the company, is like real mean. Oh, he's he's the evil jackass. Yeah, we know that he's the mean one. But it, then it turns out later in the film that that is a ruse. It was a ruse. A deception. Oh my. Uh, so, yeah, they, they go out to this secret facility. It's the two of them plus their two Pokemon, so there's a Psyduck along for the ride as well. Uh, and then they, like, get attacked by Greninjas. Yeah, the sun, like, opens all the cages for them, so the Greninjas go to attack them, and... There's a bunch of hologram bullshit. Yeah, we find out the plot of... There's one scene in here that I wanted to mention, because it's my favorite, just straight-up Hey Pokemon part. Okay. When he gets taken up by the secret evil Ditto character to meet the big the big leader guy, the Clifford guy that's, like, in charge of everything. Yeah. And Clifford's just got an EV sitting on his desk, and it, while, they, while they're walking up, it evolves, yeah. and Pikachu has to be like, wow, a flare on and that was like the full extent of the conversation and i was like all right well way to name drop i guess i guess okay humble brag yeah and then and then clifford who's bill nye by the way does a whole complex hologram shenanigan anyway moving on so anyway i just wanted to mention that okay uh we find out that there are like seven mountain-sized tart tort Terras. Yeah, that's a weird scene. So it turns out that the Torteras have been part of a growth experiment for Pokemon genetics. Uh, and they're like, these Torteras seem normal size to the two that are in the garden. And then it turns out the Torterra here are like several miles across. Oh, yeah. They're just each an individual like forest. Mountain. Yeah. And they get up and they all look around and then they settle back down again just so that the characters have a weird bouncy sleigh ride of an adventure when they're falling off Torteras. Yes. Which is weird because it's like, how are the people in Rhyme City not noticing that all the mountains nearby got 
got up, moved around, and then got back oh, down again. there would be massive earthquakes from this. Yeah, this is a ridiculous scene. They don't have any reason to get up, and then they never move again. Well, the reason they get up is because the Psyduck does his... Oh, the bomb. His giant mind blast. Yeah, to, to knock away some attacking Greninjas. Greninjas. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so... So, so the, in, uh, yeah, we find out then, uh, that... Well, Pikachu gets injured. Yeah, we find out from Mewtwo when he takes him to Mewtwo that, uh... He's interrupted, but it looks like Harry was uh, helping the company with, like, capturing the Mewtwo and that Pikachu betrayed him. Betrayed, betrayed Harry Goodman uh, by freeing the Mewtwo and then caused and the Mewtwo apparently killed his his par- Pokemon partner. So now P- Pikachu at this moment has to wander off because he doubts himself. Yeah. Uh, Mewtwo gets captured again mm-hmm. uh, and we see the sun just grinning over it as, like, weird electro balls mm-hmm. hold yeah, he haul, they they haul him into a into a containment center and then drag him back to the city. Uh, the Pikachu's like, I can't be your Pikachu anymore. I betrayed my previous owner. How do you know I won't betray you? I don't know. And I'd be like, Hey, man, I just don't want you to be my Pikachu because real Pikachus can do lightning attacks. <laughs> Uh, so they go back to the city. They're trying to, uh, get on the news is the Lucy because they want to tell everyone about this fucked up, uh, experiment stuff that's been going on. Meanwhile, uh, uh, ju- Tim is going to go to Bill Nye, Bill Nye and be like, oh my God, fucking your, your son's, son's a bad guy. Your son's been fucking shit up all over the place. And then it turns out that no, his son isn't the bad guy. Bill Nye is the bad guy because obviously. Obviously, he's Bill Nye. Uh, it, turns <laughs> and it was a Pokemon parade that day, so there's a bunch of uh, Pokemon, like, Macy's Day balloons mm-hmm. out there. All full of toxic gas. And they go full Batman 89. I was going to say, this is completely Batman 89. Oh, I mean, as soon as I saw that there were balloons, I was like, oh, this is obviously Batman 89. I mean, I knew it from the moment they they, they got on stage earlier in the thing for a commercial, and they're like, we're going to show you the largest parade ever in Rhyme City. I was like, oh, sweet, Batman 89. <laughs> oh, sweet, you're going to Batman me. <laughs> Uh, so it turns out that Bill Nye has built a fantabulous contraption, which is a little headband he can put on himself in a Mewtwo that let, that transfers his mind into a Mewtwo. Yeah. He's like, I figured it out. Uh, as long as a Pokemon is in a frenzied state, mm-hmm. then they are susceptible to being joined with a human. And a Mewtwo has the ability to put a human's soul into a Pokemon's body. Look, he's a Mewtwo. He's got lots and lots of powers. He, Mewtwo just has whatever the fuck he wants to do powers yeah so he was like what i'm gonna do is release this gas make all the pokemon in town go crazy and then as mewtwo combine humans with their partner pokemon which apparently just means put their brains into the pokemon because the humans disappear the pokemons wake up and they're just the human in the pokemon but they can still just say pokemon names that's like lucy gets put into her psyduck and she has to go talk to pikachu which she does by going psyduck 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 and i was like well how is this a better psyduck than it was previously Well, uh, I mean, Pikachu can understand. Pikachu can always understand Psyducks. I know, that's what I'm saying. But if everyone's a Pokemon, then everyone understands each other. I I guess that's true. Now everyone in town can understand each other, but there's only half as many people. Yeah. It's a weird Thanos move. It's just Pokemon. Well, he's like, uh, Pokemon are better than humans, and this is human evolution. It's a very weird thing for a bad guy to have where he's like, oh no, I'm the bad guy in a Pokemon movie, and my evil scheme is to turn people into 
into Pokemon? You could cure cancer with that. I don't want to cure cancer. I want to turn people into Pokemon. Thank you. No, you're welcome. Uh, yeah, it's it's a bizarre plan, and it takes it doesn't it. He's pretty uh, high and mighty about this because if he stopped and thought for a second, he'd be like, "Wait a minute, I can do this because I have a cool Mewtwo." But I'm gonna go out into the into the world and turn a lot of people into like Doug trios and oh and yeah, do 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 uh, duos and boring shit, and and they're gonna be really up unhappy spending the rest of their life as like a Goldeen. Yeah, there's gonna be some person out there who's like, oh, "Fucking what? Yeah, oh no, some guy made the the interesting decision to get like a Whalmer or something, and is like, "Ah shit, now I'm stuck in the ocean." Aww. Thanks, thanks, asshole. And you know, some guy's gonna be like, "Oh sweet, I got combined with some legendary Pokemon. I'm a badass." <laughs> some guy's like, "Ah sweet, I just got turned into a Gardevoir. I'm gonna go look at my tits in the mirror." <laughs> Ew. I know. Ew. I know. The po- internet? Pokemon Ew. are gross. <laughs> no, the internet is gross. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, okay. So- anyway, so Pikachu shows back up, and he's like, ah, I'm going to stop that Mewtwo, and I'm doing things, and I've learned sort of how to use powers now. I know my lightning moves, and, and he is very specific in the lightning moves he can use are the four lightning moves a Pikachu can use. Of course. Like, they, they're very clear about this in the movie. He can do Thunderbolt. He could do Volt Tackle. He could do the Pokemon moves. He's got agility. Also, the Volt Tackle is his best move. Yes. Uh, and so, uh, let's see. That's after Bill Nye has managed to escape from his own office as a Mewtwo. And he's lying as a, like a, a semi- well, yeah, He's already turned basically the entire city into Pokemon. But we get our point. big secret reveal here. Uh, his his son isn't evil. He's just been captured and hidden away. And the guy who has been his son for the past several scenes has actually been his, his Pokemon partner, a Ditto that's genetically engineered to be super smart and way better than any other Ditto. Yeah, well, it's a Ditto that can not just turn into other Pokemon, but into people. Terrifying, beady-eyed people. Yeah, and that's why... Uh, his son always had the glasses on and why his like personal aid slash bodyguard had sunglasses on. It's all because it was hiding the beady ditto eyes. So now uh, Tim has to fight a ditto. Uh, and that's great. I yeah. love the ditto fight because it's just like, fuck you, I'll be anything I want to. Yeah, he turns into a machamp for a while and that turns into Lucy. Turns into and it's like, like ah, yeah. ah, ah, you got a weird face. Don't think I won't beat up my beady eyed girlfriend. Um, we didn't say my girlfriend. BDSM girlfriend. beady eyed girl I'm very attracted to yes uh and then also turns into one of those buffalo ones i think a toro a tor tor toran taurus yeah it turns into a toran turns into a toran he does does a thunder stomp turns into etc lane clears for a while uh, uh and then eventually the ditto gets knocked out of the building by the son who was who was escaped from the closet he was locked up yes uh it, and lucy manages to get on tv after all before she gets turned into a psyduck yay uh, uh pikachu so, rides around on a on a speary for a while or oh yeah it's just Spiro. pikachu distracts mewtwo while all of this is going on and that gives tim enough time to go up to bill nye he's slumped over body and take the fucking device off his head which was all that ever needed to happen yeah uh they take the device off his head the mewtwo fixes everything the end yep oh except for the big secret reveal the big obvious secret reveal well yeah as soon as you were like oh mewtwo can put souls into pokemon bodies yeah okay his dad's in the pikachu we get it yeah and the movie keeps trying to keep it a secret even after it's long ago said that that's the case like there's a point where they're like ah yes I have put someone else in your body. It's a we've mystery got, who it might be. We've got be. to get your father back now yeah. anyway. Anyway, your Pikachu, who is inexplicably a detective, has been, he's been with you all along, has your father. Uh, yeah, we all get it. We, yeah. all, we all, we're all. Come on. Yeah. Two more scenes. <laughs> Yeah. So, and then it it turns out that his dad is actually Ryan Reynolds. Hooray! Harumph! Yay! It's great. 
It's nice. Uh, it's weird because the reveal, I mean, they, they show Mewtwo magicking Pikachu, and then they cut. And when they cut, it's to Tim Goodman sitting at a, on a bench at the subway. By himself, and then we see the back of the Pikachu show up, and we hear Ryan, Ryan Reynolds say, hey, kid. And you're like, oh, no, did the Pikachu? No, it's just Ryan Reynolds is also there. Like I said, two more scenes. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds is also there, and he's like, hey, kid, your grandma knows you're coming. So I guess after the Pikachu turned into his dad right in front of him, Tim's first thought was, okay, well, I'm going to go buy a train ticket out of town. Well, time to get out of here. Fuck this situation. I'm not going to have a conversation with you at all. Yeah. It's not until this scene, one purchasing of a train ticket later, that we have that. It's a weird thing, is what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like that thing in movies where someone starts a conversation, and then they drive somewhere, and they get out, and it's the next part of the conversation. Yeah, you're like, like, did you just sit in silence for two hours? Well, the music was on. was a journey retrospective uh so yeah uh and then he's like yay uh harry i want to stay with you dad i'm gonna be a pokemon detective <laughs> i'm gonna be a pokemon <laughs> i'm gonna go ask mewtwo to turn me into a pokemon that's my fetish i love that every time the mewtwo gets a chance to talk unfettered in the film it starts with humanity is evil and you're like yeah we know yeah Duh. every time it talks it, it re- but anyway humanity I- is bullshit but i will fix your city for you and then i guess just fly away humanity sucks ass now give me a pierogi <laughs> The one good thing you have done. <laughs> that is why I shall spare you humans. It's terrifying to me whenever they reveal that. Also, pierogi does sound like a Pokemon name. It does. Pierogi. Pierogi. Mm, yeah, and it evolves into Poroski. <laughs> uh, but it, it's terrifying to me whenever they reveal that Mewtwo has a mouth. Yeah. That little goat mouth on the end of a... On a oh, he's got teeth in there? Just, it's, it's straight Sonic in here. It's not okay. It, he should be a mouthless... I mean, he's, he's, he doesn't communicate through talking. No. I, until he's been taken over by Bill Nye, at which point he starts talking in the film, and that's... That is not okay. Uh, so anyway, uh, that's the end of the movie. We get a really nice credit sequence that's done in a variety of Pokemon art styles. Yep. Very pretty. Some Pokemon cartoon versions of the various uh, heroes. So it's cool. So, John, we didn't we managed to speed through that pretty well. So we got. We got so little... at this point, we're going to go through some of the things from this movie that we were like, hey, what? <laughs> OK, so the first thing I want to talk about, I want to do my audience trip report. OK, please do, because we always need that every time. There were only four other people in my theater. Yeah. There was one. And yet still yeah there was one person sitting in the same row as me but over far away from me he was deadly quiet he never said a thing there were four there were three other people sitting in the back row uh, of the theater one of them had taken it upon herself to announce every pokemon in the film on its arrival and also its strengths and weaknesses and types (laughs) nice uh, and any time the Pokemon did anything, she identified the thing they were doing. Wow. Also, every... Uh, this is not an exaggeration. I, I am not bullshitting you. This would have been enough to annoy you, especially because there wasn't any ambient blockage from a lot of other people being in the theater. Mm-hmm. It was just this girl talking. And and whenever Pikachu said anything at all, didn't matter what, didn't matter the sequence, didn't matter if he was doing anything cute at the time or not, if he talked, she went, aww, every single time. Wow. Wow. I feel like... That's got to be on purpose, right? Like, that's got to be a thing. Like a troll that she's doing? That's That's got to be a bit. She came in here to troll her two friends and two strangers. It feels like a waste of time. I don't know, man. I mean, I've trolled harder for less back when City of Heroes was <laughs> yeah, still man. a going there, concern. There are times where you just got to get your troll out. I'm I'm a natural But my born. troll don't dance. Uh, it's it just true. stays in my pants. That's why I do the troll away. <laughs> I uh, I am a natural born troll, so I mean I, I don't I don't do any of the the classic trolls. I don't do any of the Xbox 360 shit. Yeah, great. I'm, I'm, but I'm a creative troll, is what I'm trying to say. What you are is 
a troll that isn't malicious. You're that's not the true. kind of troll that's like, I'm going to dox somebody. Yeah, no, that's not my jam. I'm the I'm the person that's going to briefly infuriate people, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, yeah, every time. And it sounded deliberate, or not deliberate, like trolly, but like sincere. Yeah. Aww. 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 <laughs> Every time. And when the movie was over, she stood up loud and loudly announced, Best fucking movie I've ever seen! Wow. Wow. Yeah. Was this person 12? Uh, I would say probably 20, in her early 20s. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, people who are in their early 20s right now have grown up completely inundated with Pokemon. Yeah. Like, I didn't see Pokemon until I was like, you know, <laughs> Until I was a man. Until it was too late. I, I, I already got <laughs> I through. was grown in it. Yeah. Molded by it. <laughs> You were merely born. You were merely introduced to the Pokemon. I didn't see a Dodeo till I was a man. <laughs> well, no, he was raised by them. That's the whole thing with Bane. Uh, but yeah, I, God damn it, I, I, I didn't see Pokemon until I was like sixteen or something. By that point, the point, the part of my brain that should be in love with Pokemon was already full of like Tits. the toilet model from the real Ghostbusters. <laughs> And yeah, the part of my brain that should be learning new things to be attracted to was all about the all about them titties. It was all about that toilet model from the real Ghostbusters. Oh, dude, have you seen the tongue on that thing? Mm, baby. That's the original licky tongue. <laughs> the toilet monster from the real Ghostbusters cartoon toy line. Uh anyway. Sorry. What was what would you like to talk about? Honestly, I'm just like, okay, these mountain-sized half dozen at least the, torteras. Yeah, torteras. What the f Fuck, like, it was okay. literally just so they could have a scene of, a, of the main character sliding down hills. I mean, I get that it was like this big reveal of like, oh my god, the, this experiment is more ridiculous than we could have imagined. Yeah. But what do you do at that point? It's like these like, super mile across kaiju torteras. Yeah. Like, what happens when one of them just goes, oh, I want to wander a bit and destroys everything? Yeah. Like, you've made Godzillas here. Yeah, they made six giant Godzillas. They, well, I mean, maybe Gamera. They, they, we yeah, don't know they, if they are friend to children. They have filled, what's the actual turtle from the Toho lines? Anguiron? I don't know. Uh, it's not Gamera. Yeah, Gamera's from a completely different line. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's at least six of these things just on the outskirts of town. Mountains that are alive and can walk around and they do, they, they don't do anything in the film except create a scene where everyone slides down hills. Uh, they don't endanger anyone. Nothing like that, really. They just, they, I mean, there's some, they, they stand up, they, look some, around, yeah. and go back down. Now, yeah. I don't know the Pokédex entry for a Torterra. Maybe it says that they are sedentary for most of their life. I don't know. What I do know <laughs> is that if one of them got it into their head to do anything, it would fuck everything. I mean, the initial scene, the, the initial unveiling of these things is really impressive because it's like a nearby mountain goes sideways adjacent to them and gets real close. Yeah. And the shot is cool and very kind of off-putting. Yes. But pretty quickly you realize, oh, they're just giant torteras and, and we're going to do some slip slide and some jumping over ravines and stuff. And then yeah. it, and then it, as quickly as it begins, it's over and, and here comes some Bulbasaurs to come see what's going on that are apparently completely untroubled by the fact that the entire Earth just got up, looked around and sat back down. Yeah. They just come out, they're just like... Bulbasaur? Bulbasaur. Eh? 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 Whatever. We don't care. Bulbasaur. Fuck it. Uh, so... Yeah, that whole thing made me go, there's a one bit at the end where, like, the actual true son goes, oh, let him know that I'm gonna undo uh, all the evil that my father has done. I'm like, can you? Can you go back in and genetically shrink these Torterra? I assume Mewtwo's can, yes. Mewtwo's but Mewtwo took off. 
Well, yeah, he probably took off to the mountains to go shrink those torteras <laughs> and to do something about those rapid Greninjas that are wandering around out there, too. Nah, fuck them. So, yeah, that that's a problem, that there's rabid Greninjas, which, by the way, when they throw their water blades, they leave permanent reminders. Like, there's chunks of the water blades. That, that, well, that's they, a big they thing. basically that's, turned into ice. Well, no, they, it, it can't just be ice because it's been weeks, uh, at, at least a, a more than a week since uh, the attack on, on Harry Goodman's car, and yet there is still a chunk of a Greninja blade sitting there in the wreckage. Eh? Which means that they're throwing basically glass. Yeah. Yeah. So just putting that out there. All right. Uh, it's not like it's a huge plot hole. The big plot hole is that they left six kaijus next door. Yeah. Good Lord. <laughs> the one nice thing I, I, I want to really say this about this movie is that it does not have a sequel built into it. No. Because there's no longer a talking Pikachu. You don't have another Detective Pikachu movie. Well, at that point, you just have a cute Pikachu running around with someone. And you're like, yeah, we're just selling it on the fact that you want to watch a Pikachu. But, yeah. but I, I mean, feel like most people were coming here for sassy Ryan Reynolds Pikachu. Which is great. I mean, there's we didn't even begin to talk about his sassiness, which is fantastic. He's yeah. a fun character. I like the my favorite Ryan Reynolds line is the uh, the part where the a bombs seem to a palms seem to be getting madder while they're chasing uh, Tim and all of his clothes are falling off as he runs. Yes, and and the line of they seem to be enraged by your increasing nudeness <laughs> is is a fantastic. Also, I'm nude all the time. I have no shame. <laughs> yeah, just great lines. It's it's good. There's some good writing in there. There's I mean, Reynolds, Reynolds delivers his uh, lines the best that you can expect. Yeah. It's a good talking Honestly, Pikachu. Honestly, Justice Smith, good job. Good job. I liked everybody in this movie, I'll be honest. It was a fine acted movie. Uh, the, the movie's story was fine. I, I have no real complaints. Well then, you know what? Let's get into our best and worst then. What is the best thing in this movie for you, Jeff? I mean, I want to say it's like the appearance. I'm going to say this CGI amount of Pokemon is surprisingly believable. Like there's a couple of Pokemon that look cheap. There's these pink things in the uh, in the crowd sometimes. They have like long fairyish looking ears and they kind of look like they're just people in bad costumes. <laughs> um, I don't know what the hell they were. Uh, but otherwise, the, the sheer number of CGI Pokemon that they managed to pack into every frame is somehow acceptable and so i'm going to give them credit for that and say that's my favorite thing in the film uh the the cgi after the debacle that's been sonic for the past couple of weeks yeah being able to watch this movie and be like yeah no problem these Pika these these pokemons are completely acceptable i didn't find any of them horribly gross outside of the talking mewtwo well yeah but that's because they didn't try and change the design of them like while they made them more realistic looking they still kept the design for everything it's not like you saw a jiggly puff and for some reason it had like human baby teeth you were just like oh, oh, oh okay notably the commercials made me think that jiggly puff was going to be relevant in even a small way no and it completely isn't no yeah uh so my favorite thing in this movie i want to say it's probably gonna be the uh the ditto i like ditto the terrifying, a lot the terrifying ditto assassin is a neat the, idea yeah the using the whole like whenever ditto turns into something it still has kind of that ditto face to it mm -hmm. to be like oh it turns into people yeah. and it still has that ditto face was like oh man that is fucked up yeah that's creepy uh but it's a great idea that the one of the side villains of the film is just a ditto well and i like that they were like oh yeah we've established that this whole city is based on people and their Pokemon partner. Yeah. And the fact that Bill Nighy was evil 
means his Pokemon partner was in on it too. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you didn't leave it out. And one of the things is they show that Ditto early in the film. There's a part And they show him turn into a person. Yeah. And, and you think, oh, I guess Ditto's can turn into people and no one worries about it. Yeah. Cause no one reacts when his Ditto like turns into a dude and wheels him off stage. Yeah. So it's kind of neat to, that we were set up that there's a Ditto in the movie early. And then in, at the end of the film, it's like revealed that he's a big evil Ditto. And you're like, oh, huh. oh, okay. So that is pretty good. Yeah. Well, yeah. Especially because they kind of want to throw you off by having the whole like Evie Flareon thing. Thing on his desk mm-hmm. to make you think oh his partner is that flareon i suppose yeah that that's that stands to reason his office is full of statues of every legendary pokemon by the way yeah like there's like dalkias and stuff in there i know these legendary pokemon because they're all in smash brothers <laughs> <laughs> all right so worst thing in the movie for you uh i mean the movie has pretty much got a flat baseline to it i would say it's just the weird thing where everyone in town insists that this kid needs a pokemon real bad mm. i'd be like you think there's probably a cup there, there's got to be a percentage of people who were in, in town who are like no i i don't want to spend my life cleaning up meowth poops or like, they were just like look i've never met a pokemon that i actually click with yeah. so meh. yeah i mean I, it's just it's just weird to me that there isn't like a whole counterculture of people who are like no i don't want a pokemon well but, the other thing that i was thinking about on that note mm-hmm. is how does anyone who grows up in this city get a pokemon to then be their partner because if you came to the city with a pokemon that was yours already great yeah but like every pokemon who lives here is basically somebody's pokemon well no i mean i don't think anyone owned that pack of apoms for example no those those apoms gotta be somebody's pokemon (laughs) yeah (laughs) they gotta be somebody's pokemon uh yeah i want to i'm trying to figure out how to work the next line in and i can't (laughs) uh but but no i mean you see a bunch of like unattached pokemon wandering around there's all those like panda pokemon in the middle of the city square you don't know they were next to people you don't know either i don't that's what i'm saying is i don't know if like all of them are there or if like if you're a pokemon and you don't belong to someone in there or partnered with someone there Mm. do you just live on the streets what do you do i i assume that mostly pokemon get picked up right away because everyone likes them so much uh if if and and keep in mind john that pokemon do often fuck and make more pokemon (laughs) do often fuck so there's a constant stream of pokemon entering the city via vaginas (laughs) or whatever the hell the human vaginas whatever the hell pokemon use i'm not sure how what what part of a magnetorb another magnetorb comes out uh but but like there's there's a constant influx of pokemon because of birth rate so that's an easy way for them to pair off and in the interim if you have an unpaired pokemon it's just still living with its mom well now you got to take care of multiple pokemon yeah exactly that's why i think it'd be weird that there aren't people in town who are like nah, i'll pass on the whole thing well that's the other thing is why do you only have one like everybody was supposed to have like one pokemon i'm like where's the person who's like no i've got like five yeah the polypoke amorous they are the pokecule the pokecule there's got to be some folks out there who are pokecules and i assume that's most of the transplants because the transplants from you know Sinnoh uh, regions and what have you are all like you own six pokemon oh yeah i've got a team what do you think i'm just gonna keep one of them i'm not gonna send the rest of them back out to the wild they only know how to live in balls yeah polymon yeah so yeah i assume that there are people out there who are polypokeamorous yeah and uh they just didn't mention them in the film yep because it'd be weird all right yeah uh was that your wait did we do our best and worst then are we good well you did your worst i don't know that i actually did my worst as much as that was more of a weird question of oh, mine yeah, we said some offshoot questions because this is one of those movies where you're left with a tremendous number of questions about the ecology of everything yes i mean it's like watching zootopia where you're like i have 
I have questions. Yeah. They, they never mention some of the the mainstays of the Pokemon world. Like, there's no Pokemon Medical Center that gets mentioned. No. In fact, there's a point where Pikachu gets gravely injured, and Justice, well, I'm sorry, Tim's first thought is, we have to find a healer-type Pokemon. Well, they're out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. He's going to die before they can get back to town. Yeah, but I didn't even know that there were healing-type Pokemons. Well, there are Pokemon that have healing powers. Are, they, are there some of them that are more common than Mewtwo's? I mean, yes. Okay. I honestly thought they were just going to go to something that had, like, heal spores or whatever. Yeah, they're going to find, like, a like a, a Blossom or something, I guess. I don't know. I don't know from Pokemon, John. <laughs> Good. Uh, okay, so, so, yeah, what's your least favorite thing, though? Uh... I mean, I think that's going to be sort of my least favorite thing is the... The lack of mainstays? Well, the the lack of, like, why is everyone just one Pokemon, one person? Why because that's this... what God wants. <laughs> you don't want to anger God. Ugh. I mean, God of this universe is real. I think his name is Deoxys. Yeah, well, there's a God and it's Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah, there's... Uh, that makes sense to me that, that, you know, there's probably a church of Pokemon that's like, you shall have one Pokemon in Rhyme City, unless that Pokemon dies. And if you die, the Pokemon shall go to your brother. <laughs> your brother will lie with your Pokemon thrice. <laughs> Do not spill your seed unless it is on your Pokemon. Uh, yeah. All right, let's go ahead and wrap this up. We're going to give this movie a rating from zero to five each, which will give it a rating out of ten. Jeff. Hey, this is going to be my first for me, a three and a half. I've never given a movie either, anything below a four or above a two. Uh, <laughs> so it's a three and a half. This movie's fine. I don't really want to watch it again, but it was okay to watch. It didn't bother me. Mm, yeah, I think I think a three and a half is fair. Mm -hmm. A seven out of ten, it's... It's good to watch. I don't feel like it was bad that I went and watched this. No. And definitely... I really would have rather slept for that two hours. Well, I'm sure you would have. Yeah. I would have rather not had popcorn for lunch when I went to go see it, but instead I did. <laughs> uh, but yeah. yeah, it's one of those movies where I'm like, it's definitely something I would say is good on a rental. Mm -hmm. Like, you, you wouldn't feel bad watching this if you were like, oh, I'm going to just fucking get this from Amazon or whatever. That's fine. I don't don't know that you need to pay movie theater prices for it but you know it is visually interesting so seeing it in a theater isn't terrible and i liked all these new actors i'm looking forward to seeing what justice what's his face shows uh, smith. smith what he shows uh, it's weird how justice is the part where i don't go what's his face yeah i'm looking forward to justice smith showing up on other things he was cool yeah i liked everyone in this yeah. it was good so seven out of ten that is the rating for detective pikachu thank you so much for joining us on this lovely journey through the pokemon world now, if you like what you hear, then prepare for trouble <laughs> and pay us double. <laughs> we have our Patreon. Why are we both James? <laughs> what is that? James is even his name. I don't think it is. is it? What are the names of those two characters? Yeah, it's Jesse and James. It's oh, Jesse okay. James. Okay, good. All right. And the girl's not named James? Huh. Just making sure. Jesse. Right. Jesse. Okay. As you were. I apologize. Yeah. I'm trying to get people to go to the Patreon and you're fucking up with things. Yeah. I've seen the listener numbers on this show. No, you haven't. Yeah, you I don't have. know. I do. I do. You don't know anything. We keep this one alive for you. <laughs> I put each and every one of these episodes on the fridge. <laughs> Listeners, fuck Jeff. Am I right? <laughs> I'm kidding. This show does great. We're fine. Everything's fine. Please push people towards the Patreon. I'm going to go get ready to turn off the recording. Patreon.com slash System Mastery. Anything you give helps the show. We are looking to do some expansion still. We haven't quite found the format for it, but we want to get some bonus content in here. You've for been saying that this. a lot about the Movie Master. Recently. I really <laughs> want it, but we've been so busy lately that I have not even been able to try. I think maybe after Gen Con this year, we can take a swing at it. Yeah. 
there's a lot of nonsense we have to do between now and then. But, you know, get in on that ground floor. Yeah. Give us some dunning. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Fucking yeah. get out of here. Give us some money, too. <laughs> Ah, I was also thinking that. Oh, good. Well, thank we'll, you. We'll fist bump in a minute. Yes, we will. Yeah. So thank you for joining us. We will be back in a couple weeks with another movie mastery. I will put up a new poll for in theaters now for next month. Hopefully I won't fuck it up this time and you will have more than three options. And until such a time as that, if you want to vote, you can go to systemmasterypodcast.com, go to the movie mastery tab, click on in theaters now, and that's where the poll will be mm -hmm. now john i don't want to spoil it for anybody or try or, or like sway the vote anyway but i feel like there's no need for you to put a poll up for next month oh i'm putting the poll up because dark phoenix comes out next month i don't know what else comes out next month it could have some competition no it won't dark phoenix looks like trash <laughs> I know. It looks like the exact kind of trash that I hate and love at the same time. Yeah. So anyway, just just I'm just saying is all. Anyway. Thanks for listening. Yep. We'll see you in two weeks with another movie mastery. You have a good one.